Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello and welcome to Ask Men Anything, a brand new podcast from Betches Media. This show is all about getting to the bottom of what it means to be a man today, what it means to be masculine, and basically, what are they thinking and why? We're going to get to the heart of the male mind and figure out what men are thinking. I'm going to be talking to men in a very intimate setting, asking specific questions, and we're going to create an environment where we're going to get real, honest answers. The questions are going to be from me and from you, the AMA inbox. I'm going to get guys to open up in a way they normally wouldn't. I'm going to ask them questions that maybe they haven't even asked themselves, and we are going to get real, honest answers. I don't want to say it's groundbreaking, but it might be. Now, who am I? I'm Emma Wilman. I'm a comedian and actor based in New York City. You might know me from the TV show My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend on the CW, Netflix The Comedy Lineup. I've been on Colbert two times, also did a guest appearance on The Good Fight on Paramount+. But more likely, you've just seen me walking around with schmutz on my shirt. I don't have an ego here. I'm not going to assume anybody knows me from anything, so it's very important for me to convey I'm an open book. I've got ADHD, IBS, I'm filled up with Botox and fillers, whatever. I'm an open book. I'm also gay. Now, normally, I wouldn't necessarily put that in my intro, but it's important to this show because I am a masculine gay woman who has a ton of straight guy friends. I get along with straight men so well, my straight female friends are always like, really? Why? What are you thinking? How? Also, a lot of times they'll ask me to ask men questions and then relay the info because they're like, I don't want to put myself in the position to have to talk to them that much. That's a little harsh, but it's what I hear. So here I am with no skin in the game talking to some of the funniest, most interesting men I can get my little mitts on. Every week we're going to be releasing episodes where I ask my questions and your questions right into the AMA inbox. I'm so excited to share these conversations with you. Even though I have so many guy friends, some of the answers I've already been getting are truly surprising to me. I'm learning a lot of things. Today my guest is a comedian named Lucas Zelnick. He's a very funny comedian based in New York City. He's handsome, he's interesting, he's single, and he gives such insightful answers to the questions today. I'm really proud and excited to share it with you. Here it is, our very first episode of Ask Men Anything. Hi, Lucas, how you doing? It's a pleasure to be here. I'm wonderful this morning. I can't wait to answer all of the questions and solve uh, sexism worldwide. Thank God. Yeah. We, I, yeah. this is I've heard it's a big problem and I'll be solving it today. So it's good to be here. It's good to solve it in advance. Um, and yeah, thanks. You've for heard me. the rumors. I've heard that. It's, yeah, I've heard that guys have been less than great, certainly since Attila the Hun. And I think Ooh, I, I got to start Google. I need why don't I know more stuff? Who's that? <laughs> you don't know who Attila the Hun is? No. Are you serious? No. The famous. He's a, one of the most prolific rapists i don't know if i can say Man, that. i don't know <laughs> one anything of those prolific uh bad pillagers guys. bad guys bad men of all time yeah <laughs> i know nothing um that he's a pretty big one that's how'd you like hear not, about this how do you <laughs> asking about like commonly known history how'd you hear about 9-11 yeah that did like this, a... <laughs> where did this pop up for you that one i know about but like people mention stuff and i'm like where do you go and i go to cnn I twice know, a day I was, like i went to like I, I don't know School. Attila the Hun, but that's like everywhere. Like Attila the, even stand-up bits you hear about Attila the Hun because he's like the prime example of like 
a guy who was like an overlord of others. Damn. And this is in the past. He's not out there today. Overlord is a real old timey word. I haven't heard overlord is like, they're not like my landlord's also an overlord. It certainly implies like a feudal society that I think we're no longer in. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go Google it. I think you're going to find a lot when you Google Dear Till Lord. Dawn. I wish I, this, this, I think this all goes back to I should have paid more attention in elementary through high school. I fucked myself over. I think that's probably correct. Yeah. Shouldn't have cheated off that girl, Megan Collins. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So before we get into our email for the day, I have some questions for you about masculinity. Is there anything women get to do that you wish you could do without having your masculinity questioned? Mm, fuck men. um uh let's see yeah i mean a bunch of things i mean here's the thing i read a lot of jokes about how guys go after each other really hard for like um being emotional and i Mm -hmm. don't think that's as true as it once was i think there's more space than ever for guys to talk about their emotions what i will say is Maybe th- maybe this is me specific. Guys will not ever let each other brag. Ever. To- it- among guys, I should say. That's probably why we're always bragging in front of women. If that's your experience as a woman that we're always bragging. I was, I thought, I mean, I, I, w- I thought that that was like a big thing. I guess I was really stereotyping that. I thought that that was like a big, like people, that's what, I don't know, I thought that's what you guys did. <laughs> well, and I have I think, a lot of guy friends, but I, they don't brag to me That's what we want to do. But then mm. what, maybe we brag about like hooking up with pretty women, which we shouldn't. But, but, uh, but like if I ever like accomplish something that I'm really proud sure. of, like I'm really proud of myself, I feel like in, in female friend groups, it's like, oh yes, Rebecca, like y- you did that shit. Right. And it could <laughs> be like, it. I know I crossed the street. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You queen, you just got from 76 to 77 right. streets and, uh, I don't know. Guys always like, it's like, oh, cool. Like, I don't know. It's I didn't w- know that at all. But now that you mention it, my guy friends actually never do say their brag or say their accomplishments. Now that I, I mean, I do hang out with a bunch of losers. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah, that, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's how I feel. Maybe I'm just not as humble as I should be. That's why I was saying it might be specific to me. But like when I get, when something good happens in my life, I want to tell my friends and my guy friends are never, they would much rather hear about something bad happening in my life, I think. This is the next question, official one. When did you become aware of gender as a concept? Oh, that's so hard. I it mean, is hard. This year? <laughs> like, Fair. I mean, I, w- I was uh, gender as a, yeah. You know, I became a lot more liberal a lot more recently. You know? You... You would you go to school for? I mean, I was always liberal, but sure. I mean, like, lib, like, like talking about gender as a concept. Totally. Liberal. I went to what did I go to school for? Mm-hmm. I was an English major and an economics major, so I just I was trying to cast a wide net. Yes. I went to a liberal arts school, but it was a broy liberal arts school. It was weird. It was like very segregated by background and honestly by like race and sort of by gender. It was this, it's a school called Williams Heard College, of it. but Williams is like, oh, right, because you're from the Northeast. But a lot of people outside of the Northeast haven't because it's very small, but it's got like a a very smart 
population of like diverse people from diverse backgrounds and then it has like a bunch of like mass hole wellesley massachusetts like waspy d3 level athletes who were all sort of recruited and aren't as smart and those they are the all, christians yeah those are the and yeah. they would all party and i would i partied with them in college um to be cool and i learned that's because when i was in co- school that's where you've you know, I started learning about gender as a concept because that's what my, it was like woven into the liberal arts education. But then once I had the tools to identify it, I was like, oh yeah, looking back, it was kind of put on me in this way when I was a kid. And that's where I was like, okay, I guess I learned it. I just didn't didn't know how to identify it then. I did take a class at Williams called Gender and Economics Mm. where we learned, we debunked this statistic. This is probably the first time we debunked the statistic that it is, and this was a famous headline in the 80s, it is more likely for a woman, a college-educated woman over the age of 40 to die by terrorism than it is for them to get married if they've never been married before. What? Yeah, it was like, a, you can look it up. It was like a USA Today article. Wait, say and it again. Co- and I did take my, I took my ADD pills today. I just yeah. want to make sure I get 100%. To be honest, that was a bit of like a, it was hard for me to even say it because right. it's a complicated, and I might be botching it a little bit, but Imagine not Imagine you're botching it and it's like totally not the statistic. Like, that's like not even what we said. Yeah. We just said like, she likes to have breakfast and you're like, terrorists? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I completely, terrorism was not even involved. Right. No, no, no. This was, and by the way, they, the, they retracted this article. So it's since been like the cause of a lot of controversy. Sure. It was 70s or 80s, it was a minute ago, but some part of this is correct. Right. <laughs> so now I'm like over but it got in your br- it got it, it got through to you. Yes, it was that uh, that the likelihood that a college educated woman who's never been married before gets married after the age of 40 is lower than the likelihood that they die by terrorism. Wow. Very specific too. Very specific. <laughs> terrorism is such a funny. <laughs> I know. Like the person writing that was like, "What will really just piss people off?" <laughs> like, <laughs> it seems like it's like maybe written around someone they know too. Like they knew one person yeah. who was the victim of a terrorist attack, and they're like, "Well," and she was single. <laughs> she was single. <laughs> she hadn't gotten that education. <laughs> I'm busy, on the go, and don't always have time to go to the grocery store and pick out what I'm going to eat for the week. Thankfully, I found ButcherBox. They take the guesswork out of shopping and cooking with a great selection of fish, chicken, beef, and more. And their cuts of meat are always way better than anything I would find in the grocery store. I love their chicken thighs. Best chicken thighs I've ever had. I swear on my mom. With ButcherBox, you can easily find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. I can get 100% grass-fed, beef-free-range organic chicken and wild-caught seafood delivered straight to my doorstep. I don't even have to mess with going to the store. Plus, they have free shipping always. And because this is really important to me, with ButcherBox, all the meat is humanely raised. That means no antibiotics or added hormones. You can curate and customize what you want in each box. And if you're feeling uninspired in the kitchen, they have an entire catalog of delicious recipes to get you started. All I have to think about is what I'm going to binge watch on TV while I enjoyed ButcherBox's high quality cuts. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash AMA and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash AMA and use code AMA to choose your free for a year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. How has your relationship with your mom shaped your relationship with other women and masculinity? Mm, I, okay, so I'm a total mama's boy. Like, uh, but we're Jews, so Jew, that's much more common, I think, among Jews. But uh, like, I call my mom every day, still. If really? she calls me when I'm on stage, I'll pick up. No way. Yeah. No way. Yeah, we always like You're riff. kidding. I swear. Just for funsies. No way. I was just in Cleveland this weekend. I picked up. We FaceTimed. She called you? During my headlining show, and I picked up at Hilarities. We had a conversation. Shooketh. <laughs> I'm shooketh. I'm shook. But oh, I was shook. It. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were... <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was an anti-Semitic take of you being my mom, where she calls me like Shookus instead of Lucas. <laughs> oh my goodness, is Shookus a bad word? No, no, oh, Shookus is no word, but it okay. sounds like Yiddish. It does, yeah, yeah, it does, it does. <laughs> You're my sugar now, Luke. I thought you were doing like something like that, and I was going to be like, okay, yeah, well, let's go I there. Just, I just learned, I didn't know this about Jewish men, that that was more of a stereotype until, I guess, this year for me, from like, I think it was... I don't know who I was talking to. Maybe Jared Fried was talking about his relationship with his mom. So I didn't know this was oh, a yeah. commonality thing. Yeah, and it's a big thing. I'm, I'm trying to think of like moments where she's shaped how I treat women. Sure. I do, there is one, this is a, a actually a true story that I tell sometimes on stage. Uh, I was one time walked in on getting a hand job <laughs> by the CEO of a major bank. And <laughs> you're getting it by the CEO of a major no, no, bank. No, so sorry, sorry. You're right to un misunderstand how I phrase that. I was getting a hand job from my 14 year old girlfriend. While you were 14. Uh, while I was 14. Yep. I got you. I got to you. A crime yep, yep, on the yep, pod. Yep. And uh, the CEO of this major bank walked in on me. The hell was she doing in your house? Uh, or what were you doing at the bank? <laughs> <laughs> were you at the ATM machine? Listen, when you make a big withdrawal, sometimes you feel yeah, right. pretty good about it. You, you're in the mood. No, I was at my <laughs> friend's house. I was using it as an open house, and the dad walked in on me and this girl. And oh god! And he told everyone. And I remember my mom basically being like, "Don't be the guy that's like trying to." do sexual stuff with women in other people's spaces. And like she was like, it's just disrespectful towards yourself and to women to be like trying to, because I guess we were trying to like sneak a hand job in mm. somewhere where we shouldn't have been. Okay. And um, basically she was like, it's, it's rude to that you're doing at his house. 
yeah, I forget. It became like a broader question of basically like, are you a doll? The implication of I was getting a handjob in such a strange location. Right. In such a walk inable location. Right. That, that she had a broader conversation with me of like, are you trying to force sexual activity mm. in spaces where it is not appropriate? Mm. And what does that say about your approach with women? Were you being aggressive? And she basically had this whole conversation with me. First of all, I was like, sweetheart, I was just getting jerked off in the banker's house. I don't right, know. What the, right, right. I don't know what the big deal is. She picked the place. I feel like a jerk off is like the girl's. It's kind of like, here we go. And then. <laughs> yeah. I think I have a joke about a hand job. It's like a sexual act that no one has ever wanted to give or receive. <laughs> like a hand job is what here happens. Here we are. Yeah. I, don't, I had a friend. Uh, that Jen, liked him? Uh, well, she was talking about, it was like two years ago. She said she went to a movie. So she's, and I'm 37. She must be like 34. She said she was on a date and gave a guy a hand job at the date. Really? At the movie. And I was like, that's. Recently? A, yeah. Two years ago. And I was oh. like, that's awesome. And she was like, I'm really good at it. <laughs> I think that's illegal. <laughs> oh, for sure. But okay. like, shout out to Jennifer. I was like, good for you. Yeah. She's fun too. She's yeah. not like, it wasn't, she's not like, like I could picture her being really fun about it. Woo. Yeah. yeah. She's like, you know, a good time. <laughs> do, how do women react when you talk to your mom so much? You tell them right away or is it, um, they just kind of pick up the vibe? Do you pick up if you're on a date? Uh, no, I won't pick up okay, on good. a date. Um, do they pick up on the, yeah, they pick up on the vibe. I think there have been women that are almost anti that mm. that don't that are just like ah that's like a weird because I understand the flip I feel like a girl that's like really close with her dad I think like the easy joke to make is it's just like Freudian and bizarre do you know what I mean and so the, I think there are people but the more close you get to understanding the culture of my family the I think the more you would get it. If you get to know me. Right. So, and if you don't get to know me, Fuck then, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't, I mean, usually if a woman is at the stage of understanding my relationship with my mom, they're bought in enough that it's like not going to be a red flag, but maybe I can't see myself from outside of myself. I think about that all the time. Yeah. What do you think it means to be masculine today? Um. And what do you like about being a man? What do I like about being a man? Well, I do like that we get paid more. <laughs> and you put on muscle mass quicker. We do. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like, you know, that's like speaking, like, not to bring it to a, not, to, I think it's very socially constructed that what you do put on muscle mass quicker. I mean, it's, it's biologically better. Can't we agree? The only Imagine thing that- we had an eject button. <laughs> Imagine it was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's like a biologically better existence to be. You think? Well, we don't have to give birth ever. Right. I mean, that's. I mean, I think it's a, pri a biological privilege. I'm not saying like we're better, like we're gonna dunk on you. I mean, we can and we will, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean it that way. I would, Lucas and I just start arm wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, you would probably beat me. We we went to the same Equinox forever, we and did. then you you left me. I stopped. Me. You, I we know. went to like a comedian hotspot Equinox. That was a that gym is so nice. Yeah, I love it. Do you do the uh, the steam room there? No, I can't do the steam room because I'll get sucked off. But in the girls' steam room, and I, I get so uncomfortable because since I'm more like so masculine presenting, yeah. I don't want the women to feel uncomfortable. So when I do the steam room, I literally sit in the corner. I full cross my legs, sit in the corner, and I face the corner. I face the corner. Like don't I'm in timeout. No, I do it to myself. <laughs> I know, no, no one had a conversation with you. Like your masculine vibe is putting us off in the no, steam room, right? No, but I feel it. I feel weird. <laughs> 
Huh. That's sort of an interesting, that's almost like a male experience. Because, like, I think a very prototypical male experience is taking yourself out of situations that might not even be unreasonable to be in just so you don't run the risk of making women uncomfortable. Right. Which Um, is good because it's kind of like, it's okay, we're taking the flack for people that then don't even consider that. So it's like we're overcorrecting. Yeah, but you're taking the flack and you're not even a man. Well, I feel uncomfortable. So, like, my torso is so masculine and I'm very flat chested and I got the short hair and. I just, and, and the, I'll wear little shorts. So I'm dressed extremely masculine. Yeah. And then when I go in the steam room, I just don't want anyone thinking I'm looking at them. Mm. So then I just face the corner. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's just like something about the facing of the corner. It's. I know. The, the likely- it probably makes it more uncomfortable because they're like, great, I'm in here with a freaking psychopath. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. don't worry, bitch. Like, I'm not interested. I got a girlfriend, lady. And they're like, what? Yeah. But always I do that. You're like, I don't want to fuck you. And they're like, we just don't want to be murdered by you. Right. <laughs> to stop facing the corner. Who faces a corner unless they're about to do something really bad? I'm just sitting. Sometimes I meditate. Mm. What's your most feminine trait that you like about yourself? And why do you think it's a feminine trait? Hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I just no. The please way I was. <laughs> take your time. If someone asked me what's your most masculine trait right now, I guess I'd be like, well, I don't know. I guess it, I would say right now it'd be like turning around in the steam room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had thought that was like a masculine thing. I don't know. Sometimes I think that I is want, a masculine. Yeah. Tra- well, only because it's a very simple-minded solution to a very complex problem. I feel like, so seen. Like, yeah, true. Like, like guys are like, well, if I'm just like over here in the corner, it's not going to scare them. And it's like, no, that you're making it scarier. <laughs> I have these bright yellow shorts too. Yeah. I think my mom bought them for me. And I just, all, that's what I always wear when I go into steam room. So I'm really, and probably from the back, I look like a young boy too. So they're like, who brought their son or whatever. I don't, yeah, you know. It is what it is. <laughs> I mean, listen, you, you might, you don't have to commit to always being faced away in the steam room from here on out. I, what I hope for you is next time you're in that steam room. No. Okay. There's no way. <laughs> no way. Cause even me taking my shirt off and walk around, that to me is such a big thing. Cause I used to always go change in the little, oh, really? you know, the bathroom. Man, this the, sounds like not good. It's a thing. Yeah. But I'm comfortable with my body. Like I have my shirt off. Yeah. But you're not comfortable among other women. I don't know I don't why I'm them, flipping the question. I don't want know. them thinking I'm looking at them. <laughs> yeah. Which makes it seem like I really am looking at them, but, but I'm not looking unfair. at them. that's unfair. That's like an unfair thing that happens to gay people. Like you can just exist in a space and not have be worried that everyone thinks you're trying to fuck them. Well, I've noticed the this and I'll say it real quick. When I compliment a woman's dog, if they're walking around and I go, your dog's so cute. And it's like a young woman. She'll kind of be like, mm. and I was like, what's up with that? And then my girlfriend was like, they think you're trying to holler. And I was like, oh, oh so I, I compliment men's dogs old women's dogs exclusively. I don't care how cute your dog is, bitch. This is why men, this is why straight men and lesbians are a love story as old as time mm-hmm. because we end up sharing these experiences. Do you have to do that too? Can't compliment the dog? I just don't bother a, a pretty woman. I just, I will go out of my way not to interact with them lest they think that I'm trying to fuck them, which I'm not sometimes. My girlfriend <laughs> said that's the right thing to do because if yeah. I'm with her, I'll be like, your dog is so cute and the girl kind of be like, ugh. And then my then she'll see me that my girlfriend's there and then they get more comfortable. Right, I'm like, right, right. Okay, it's I just it's it's a cute dog. To answer your original question, yes, please. Probably I this is my most like uh, stereotypically feminine trait is sure. I like to have very deep conversations mm. and like emotional conversations. Like I would and I like to go very deep with very select few people. 
Like, I think the classic, like, guy thing is, like, emotional kind of shallowness, right? And I'd, I prefer – that's just uninteresting to me. I can't really – I don't like sports or, like, I don't like things that don't make sense, you know? Mm. I would rather watch, like, a rom-com than a – like, than a sp- – most sporting sports. events. Yeah, he said it like me. Than a sports. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather do that than watch goals happen. <laughs> yeah. What sport are you even talking about? <laughs> All of them. This next segment is called Why Do Men? And we're going to be answering your questions on why do men. So send in an email to ama at betches.com and we will answer your questions about why do men? Why do men? Dear Emma and man, which today is Lucas. Check him out online, social media, all the things. Emma and man. There's a random guy I don't know in my DMs that will simply not stop messaging even though I have never replied. I didn't even notice until he had already sent like five DMs in a row the standard, hey, beautiful, and send a pic type thing. I kept ignoring them and checked back a week later to find him still going strong. I know girls like you never notice guys like me, and I promise I'll go to therapy for you. Wink. After I posted something about therapy on my stories... He seems harmless enough and the messages aren't threatening yet, so I haven't blocked him. But my question is, why do men do this and not realize that me not replying is the same as a rejection? Thank you, not DMing you back, bitch. Um, Men do that because it makes a ton of sense (laughs) and it actually is pretty cool and it works and maybe she should reply. No, uh, (laughs) that'd be crazy if I just, (laughs) no, people are insane. I mean, here's what I will say. Please. Okay. And I don't, I don't (laughs) want to, certainly men are more guilty of this. This happens to me from women. They keep writing. A lot. Now, I have a social following, in fairness. So it's like, I don't think this happens to random guys. But they do it like where it's like, boom, Re- boom, boom, Replies boom, boom, to every one of my stories. I have to restrict accounts because sometimes I'll respond to an account that will ask, you know, where can I see a show or something? And so I will respond to those. Of course. Because we are. Right. <laughs> we are capitalists. There's like 50 <laughs> you haven't responded to. And then you're like, oh, I'll be in Cincinnati this week. Let's hang out. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Right. yeah, exactly. I'll be like, well, you actually have to come see me. Oh, my God. I can't believe I missed all these prior messages of all these responses to my stories. In fact, we might get a drink if you just come to the show and you could say hi in the meet and greet line. Yeah. 100%. Um, but um, I don't. I don't think... Do you think it's social media where people just don't realize that someone's like seeing it? I think it's the same reason why people feel entitled to flip someone off in a car. Mm. It, it, like a road rage thing. I think it's a it is the guise of it lets you be who you want to be without feeling like you can't be who you want to be. So I think there's like a deeper this person is clearly lonely and clearly creepy and clearly horny. And they feel entitled to do that because it is not being done in person. So, yeah, you flip someone off at a red light. Would you ever flip someone off in person, like to their face because they cut you off? No. I mean, you'd probably be maybe a little passive aggressive, but it's pretty rare to get into like a full-blown altercation. That guy that's probably sliding into your DMs again and again would probably be silent if he met you in person. He's doing it because it probably feels good to let that side of himself, that creepy, sad, lonely side of himself out. And unfortunately, he's doing it at you. But really, he just is doing it for him. Mm. That would be my guess. Okay. That's it's my the guess. anonymous factor. I think so. Yeah. 
I did flip someone off one time when I was going up an escalator because they <laughs> cut me off in the Amtrak. And let me tell you something, my girlfriend was so mortified. Yeah, did they, who did you flip off? He completely, he was just being a jerk and he was kind of looking at me funny, I thought. And they were on the escalator and I went, I was like, he kind of looked around and I went like, and I did like a little, I kind of went, fuck you, buddy. Yeah. And then my girlfriend was mortified. Mm. And that's when I started going to therapy. <laughs> I just thought of that when you mentioned that. Yeah. Don't do it. It was really bad. Right, right. Yeah. And that's good that you were able to get help after that. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, our next segment is called Ask Lucas Anything. This is a part of the show where we try to get inside the mail mine with specific questions tailored for my guest, Lucas Selnick. Lucas, are you ready for me to ask you anything? I'm so ready. Yeah, I feel like we've covered a lot already. <laughs> Do you subscribe to the concept of a bro code? If your male friend was cheating on their partner, would you enable them or try to intervene? What if you were friends with their partner as well? Ooh. Mm. Oof, that's a really tough one. That is tough. Here's what I think I would do. Safe space. It, it is or it isn't, but either way, I'm going to say my piece. Peace. <laughs> Fair. Fair. I've, I've, I've screwed up way worse than I will on this podcast, on my own podcast. So <laughs> trust me, I'm, yeah, I'm not so worried about <laughs> sounding slightly off. I think what I would do is if my friend cheated on his partner, regardless of whether I was friends with his partner or not, I would encourage him to break up with them. I would not encourage him to be honest. Mm. I think ignorance is bliss in general. If I've been cheated on personally, I don't want to know. But you want them to end the relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be in a relationship with someone that's cheating. I don't want to know. It's painful. And ultimately, any honest thing behind why a relationship's not cheating to me uh, by the way in a relationship in which you're both trying to go in with the gold monogamy because i think right. that's what cheating really is like i know where it's 2023 and people are poly and sure. open and blah 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 oh blah, yeah blah. cheating is we're breaking the contract we set out exactly. whatever the contract is exactly. we stepped outside the bounds yes so if you feel that you have to be dishonest to your partner and you have to break the contract that you set with them then something's not working do you know what I mean? Like something, e even if the fix to it would just be like, let's have an honest conversation and open this up, that would be like a working relationship because then you, you know, if that's what you. So if they say we want to, what if they were like, I want to make it work, would you say then you got to say something? They say, oh, I see my if friend they're like, says. I want to I I, keep going with her. I made one mistake. I'd probably talk to them directly. I don't think it's my place mm. to intervene in general, I think. And I also think when it comes to infidelity, it is a spectrum I've been in relationships where I've not been like unfaithful physically, but I have been in relationships that aren't working 
where I feel myself like seeking emotional gratification, I think it's a very slippery slope. Totally. You know, are you hanging out one on one with a friend that you have a slight crush? Are you having crushes in a relationship? So like, I don't. I, I think all of those things reflect the same problem, which is that something about the relationship is not fulfilling or gratifying, and that's like the thing that you should fix. And I would try to talk to them about it. I don't think it's my place to come in and blow the situation up, which is what you would be doing, especially as a third party by like outing someone. So I, to me, it doesn't come down to a matter of bro code. It actually just comes down to a matter of like what I see my role being mm. in my friends' lives, agnostic to gender. I think it would be the same with a woman. I don't think there's any reason to protect other men because we're both men and all men are allowed to be dogs. I do think it is not really anyone's job to come in and out a very painful thing. And by the way, like if someone came in and was like, or or even with exes, like if my friends came in and was like, I had a friend call me and he was like, I saw your ex at a party and she was with these people. And I was like, just stop right there. I was like, I don't need to know. She's right. my ex. You know, this, this is not the same situation, but I'm like, I don't need a peek behind the curtain of emotional things that aren't impacting me currently healthy. that will upset me. Woo, healthy. I, I said maybe or healthy. maybe not, but I want I don't want to know. So I, I say healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously I'm no health. <laughs> no, but I say healthy on that because my therapist and I have been kind of discussing stuff like yeah. that. That's healthy. You can't control it. It has nothing to do with you. Why go on a rampage? Exactly. Try not to get upset about things you can't control. And so like I because this is what I always say in a relationship. And this is kind of a non sequitur, but I'd rather be the guy that was an idiot that trusted you too much mm. and was getting cheated on in front of my face than the guy that was overly jealous and had hypotheses that were totally incorrect and alienated you. At the end of the day, my view in a relationship is they're always going to do what they're going to do. Everyone's going to do what they want to do if they want to do it badly enough. And it is not your business to try and control what people do. So if you're going to cheat on me, it's going to happen. And I trying to control that or like know who you're talking to or when you're going out or who you're going out with. If, if that's really what you want to do, I'm going to push you harder in that direction by being like crazy and jealous. And so I say, hands off, don't know, trust in the relationship. But by the same token, I think part of that trust is if the relationship's not working, you want a partner that's going to end it. You know, if it's not working for them and it is working for you, you want someone that has the ability to not do shitty things and stay in it because they're conflict averse. You want to be with someone that's going to end it when it needs to end. I want to say that was really beautiful. Thank you. I thought that was like really like a beautiful thing they said. Oh, well, thank you. That's my relationship philosophy. I'm single, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really beautiful. Is there a menu item that you would judge a woman for ordering on a first date? Ooh. No, the only thing is like there are a couple food items that just gross me out personally. Mm. And I think the idea of kissing someone after they've eaten something that I really don't like is a little gross. What kind of food items? Olives. Oh. I'm a very anti. Huh. And I don't. Sometimes they're just thrown in a salad. Right. <laughs> right. No, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they like are in like presented inappropriately. <laughs> How many olives you got in that kitchen? 
All of them. You know, sometimes they could just be in a meal. I'm like, no, no, no I, I get it. <laughs> you get it. You know how restaurants work. Okay, just make it. Just check it. Just check I'm it. not picturing a woman ordering like an olive tower and just fucking destroying them one by one. Um, I don't like mustard. What? Yeah. I shouldn't. Ju- I'm not going to yuck your. This, those are my two things. Wow. Really. But if like. That's so tricky because those aren't necessarily standard ones that they would know. No, those aren't standard. It. But all I think if a girl like loaded up condiments on something, that could just kind of gross me out a that's, little. But that's me. I don't think that's like right. a thing. That's so interesting because I fucking love condiments. Yeah. Well, I don't think you and I are very compatible. True. Sexually. All right. It's over. <laughs> it's over. I love. Yeah. I'm big into the condiments. Maybe on a mm. date I wouldn't do it because I'd get so messy. That's the thing is I mm. think messiness on a date in general is like. I don't think it's anyone's job to stay away from it. I just think it makes it e- eating on a date if it's an early date. Because once you're in a relationship, yeah, once you're in a relationship, all bets Lick are the off. Plate, yeah. Early dates, I think eating is awkward. It is awkward. It feels weird and revealing. Like, yes, like I do it, they do it. I will. I will actually say this, and this probably is sexist to a certain extent. It does. It is a red flag for me if a girl eats very, very little. Sure. It is like an actual red flag for me. I know it's tough because it's like there's so many someone there's so many like things they're like nervous, but it, totally. Yeah, like I just see that and I'm like, is this gonna be a th- or right. like is this a thing? Sure, food stuff is eat a lot, no condiments. Yeah, food stuff is tricky. Yeah, I think it would be awesome if a girl just crushed a massive meal on a date. That's like that is hot. That's like hot and that is and, hot. and sort of funny. Like just because you know it's not appropriate. Right. Like go for it. Like I don't crush a massive meal on a date, but I love to. Cr- but if they were to like open it, I would feel very comfortable. If they start eating a fuck ton, then I would start eating a fuck ton. It's such a cat and mouse game of like how comfortable are yeah. we with each other? Yeah, for totally. sure. Do we do the bread? Yeah. <laughs> do we do the bread? What's your favorite house? Oh, once the bread. If we start going for the bread, <laughs> I just love that you said it as a throwaway. Like oh, it was supposed. To I've had this. I don't want to go. I I've had this whole thing about carbs. Mm. I'm rip shit that I feel carbs were demonized to me as a kid. Yeah. You know, in high school, the anti keto movement. We need carbs for our brain. I won't get too sidetracked, but. It, <laughs> it's been some bullshit for years. <laughs> demonization of carbs we need carbs and then so i feel like it gave me a disorder with carbs Mm. what's your that was the intended segue into the next question just so everybody (laughs) knows what's your favorite household chore is it something you would choose to do yourself regardless of your relationship status hi this feels personal so i don't do anything ever for anyone or myself Mm. um i have a trust fund and a cleaning lady that oh my god his apartment is so nice i forgot about your apartment you must come over guys it was really nice lovely if your apartment is not nice do not even worry about it i i've had not nice apartments my my apartment right now is not that nice i'm just saying shout out where shadows do his apartment really nice if you don't have a nice apartment and it's huge so it really would be hard for you to clean what are you to do it's hard for me to clean all it, those giant windows two gigantic, bedrooms so light filled yeah um guest bath uh soaking tub in the primary bath and yes i said primary because i'm wanna, still very liberal even though i'm a capitalist i want to pinch your nose yeah why i don't know i just want to <laughs> make it so you can't breathe i feel jealous that's what it oh, is okay, yeah the bath. yeah oh right right, right yeah. with the bath yeah 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 I thought that was just an unrelated thought. Like you were looking at me like, I just want to boop. <laughs> How crazy is that? I'm, but I'm, I'm also happy for you. So no household chores. Um, I don't. Um, by the way, if you don't have a nice apartment, don't 
consider yourself as valuable as me because um, I have more inherent value than you as a result. Um, but <laughs> kidding, it. kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joking. Of course. Um, uh, <laughs> no, I don't do so. My, you won't even pretend to do a dish? Nope. You won't even pretend? I don't. How often does the cleaning lady come or man? Once a week. Okay. And I don't have certain things like I don't use dishes. I use paper plates. So I use, I order takeout for every meal and I, then I put it in the trash. That's good. Sometimes I'll take the trash out. Great. Unlikely. Mm. I don't really lift a finger for anything ever. I want for nothing and I do nothing. But you are a hard worker. And I work hard at writing jokes. I appreciate this honesty. I appreciate being able to share it without being judged by the <laughs> listeners, please, later. <laughs> how much time do you spend on your appearance daily? Do you ever think or care about how other men might perceive you physically? Uh, I'm vain, so I care about my appearance. Like, I would say if I feel greasier, I don't look good, it changes my mood in a negative way. Um, I don't spend a lot of time on it just because there's not much to be done as mm. a guy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't have a skincare routine or anything like that. I don't, I, there's nothing really to do. So I get out of the shower, I dry my hair, I put some, um, like hair paste in there. Nice. To get it nice, to make it look kind of like thicker and fuller and, and stiffer. I think they tell you there's nothing for you guys to do. Like marketers for some reason are missing out on all these opportunities for like more mark. Cause it's like... I just started using serums and an evening cream or whatever. And it's like that you, we've got, you got skin too. I know, but I don't, I'm not willing. I get it. Um, sometimes I'll moisturize a little bit because my skin does get really dry. Um, a big thing that I take a lot of heat for is having chap lips all the time. I'm always applying a uh, chapstick, but uh, so I don't. People give you heat for that? On, online a lot. Like in all my Instagram stories, Jesus. it's like women will bring me chapstick to shows. That's kind of cute. Which is sweet. Um, a lot. They bring they have a lot of women to it, though. Like, it's it's cute, like, once or twice. And then it's like, if there's, like, a line of women holding chapsticks, you're like, I don't... Like, I have mo more chapstick than I know what to do with. And I still... They, it won't impact my lips. Like, I, right. I, I, they dry up again. I don't know what to do. So if you guys have good chapstick recommendations, DM me. I won't respond. Um, but... Uh, as for how much I care about other men judging my appearance, I think men, like we judge each other in a very specific way. Mm. We judge each other's hairlines a lot, which women don't do as much. This is a weird thing about men is like being balding as a man, You, I think you take a lot more heat from men than you take from women. I never think about a guy's hairline. I have a friend who is just gorgeous yeah. and he, the crippling insecurity he had about his hair. Yeah crippling and he yeah. got the surgery and all of that stuff yeah. and i was like i never even would have registered it so many women i uh, don't because i take propecia which is like to reinforce my i but like i just think of it as like i need my hair for as long as i can have it and i i've heard way more men that think that's a big deal than women i know sometimes women it is a thing but f for the most part Women, I think, just want men to own it and be confident about it and not be like the guy with the lagging thin hair. It's right. always the like the comb over my yeah, dad does and, that. And, and like the, the, the wisp. Hat fishing yeah. is another thing where, where they're like, they don't want you to like be high. But but guys care. So that's a weird thing that I've noticed. I do wonder. Yeah, I wonder why men care about each other's hair. Because we're projecting. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Now I'm going to share a dilemma with you. This is the part of the show where I share a dilemma, and then if you can help me, please help me. Is it called Emma's Dilemma? It is called it's, Emma's oh, Dilemma. Wow. It's yes. like a good name for a segment. Thank okay, you. Okay, what were you saying? I appreciate that. Yeah, no worries. My girlfriend and I go to this laundry place right in our corner just out of convenience. Okay, we've been going there about two years. They're very nice. It's not a nice place at all. Pretty run down. I'm saying that for a reason. So, like, for example, the woman at the checkout, she had the shirt of her when she was younger. I said, nice shirt. She goes, thank you. My, all the other people in it are dead. It's my family. They died. And then I opened this. I said, damn. So... Just for context of like, this place is, you know, they've seen a lot. Yeah. We go there all the time. This woman has a dead family. Yes. And she's probably like 40. Right. So we go there and they were her siblings is what she implied. So we go there a lot. About a week ago, I go to pick up the laundry. They say, you already picked it up. I go, really? Huh. I have no recollection of this. Go back to the apartment. I said, I guess I already picked it up. My girlfriend said, did you? I said, I didn't think I did, but I guess I did. She goes, well, where is it? And I said, I don't know. And she goes, well, did you pick it up or not? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. So then we go back. I go back. I said, I don't think I picked up my laundry. They said, you did. I said, I did. They're like, you did. And I was like, damn. So I go back to my girlfriend. They said, I did. She was like, did you? I'm like, fuck. So then I go back. I'm like, did I get the laundry? They said, you did. And I said, look, my girlfriend says I didn't. And they're like, and I was like, I don't think I did. And they said, well, it's not here. You picked it up. We have said that you picked it up. And then Mm. this woman goes, but someone picked it up for you. I said, well, it wasn't me or my girlfriend. So who picked it up? And then they were like, we could look at the tape. I said, look at the tape. So then they pull up the tape and this guy comes in and we, it was a giant bag of laundry, like almost like our biggest ever. It was huge. This guy comes in, don't know him. And you see him reading the name on it. And then he goes and says, I'm here picking up Emma Wilman's laundry. Uh... And I said, that's a big problem. I was like, you didn't ask for his ID. You didn't call. I would have said he just read the thing. Mm-hmm. I was like. Also, maybe I work in entertainment. I work, not maybe I was like, but what if he, I don't know. <laughs> I might have a career at some point. Maybe, not yet, but and maybe. And now he's got all my clothes. And, <laughs> and also I should add, I kind of, I had one sweatshirt in there. It was pretty much all my girlfriend's stuff. I didn't know this mm. at the time. So I go back, I tell my girlfriend this. She's like, this is insane. I was like, this is insane. They just gave our clothes to someone else. Like, so not one of us, like yeah. at all. And you see in the thing, he's like, uh, I'm Emma Wilman, reads it. Yeah. So I go back, I'm like, hey, this is not okay, all right? I'm like pretty, I was like, I'm upset. This is like so not cool. And they said, we completely understand. Tell us what it costs, write an invoice and we'll pay it. I was like, great. My girlfriend goes, okay, tell them. She was like, it was about $2,000 worth of clothes. I said, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Here's that's the a, problem. That's a steep. And it was, it was a huge thing and she has yeah. nice clothes. Yeah. I go back. There's another person working there. Now, you know that I was missing a tooth for about a year, right? Yes. So teeth stuff is a little sensitive to me. 
I was able to get the surgery. It was extremely expensive. I'm very grateful for that. The woman I talked to, she goes, yes, we'll pay a send us the invoice, missing about four teeth. Mm. So my issue is I do not want to like put this place under. They got the dead family, the no teeth. But it's my, if my clothes were involved, would I be more aggressive? <laughs> you pull up in a Rolls Royce to give um, them the invoice. Their whole ceiling caves in as you're handing it to them. That's what I'm thinking. I was <laughs> the like, lights are flickering. Why the one, I've never seen this woman no, with the no teeth before. Like she pops up from the back, <laughs> like missing front teeth, which I'm like, so not judging, but it is like a sensitive, I'm like, shit. And my girlfriend was like, we have to invoice them. Like they did something wrong. They did do something wrong. But my dilemma is I feel really bad. What would you do? Um, is she being entirely honest about the the invoice, the price? Yeah. Listen, at the end of the day. I mean, I think she wears all these like expensive pashmina things. Yeah. At the end of the uh. day, it is their mess up. They are doing the right thing. If you wanted to give them like a discount. For doing the right thing. Like $1,000? I don't know. Uh, the, the, that discount would be in your girl, really your girlfriend's hands for doing the right thing, for being nice people, to pay to pay respect to the relationship that you've had, to the two years of them doing their jobs correctly. Fine. But, I mean... They should have called. So, it's not one of us. They gave our laundry to just... To it can't be the first time that they've had this issue and they can't. here's the thing is they are going to go under eventually if they keep having this issue True. anyway. So, uh, I would do it. I think you would invoice them. I would invoice them. But then again, you know, I do think part of society is using your position of power to exploit small businesses <laughs> for small amounts of money. And that's a good thing. <laughs> No, but I, I would, I legitimately would invoice them. I would be nice about it and I would thank them and I would not, some people think in this situation, you have to like bring in a vibe of like, you need to know what's what. And my whole vibe is I like, I was angry at first, but that's okay. But then I crumbled. First, yeah. The, <laughs> well, you didn't crumble. I think the right thing to do is like, if they understand that they fucked up, they do. They and they like, know that the right course of action, they offered the right course of action. Then there's no reason to be rude to them. And there is all the reason to be thankful to them because plenty of businesses would not be nice in this situation. And then it's up to you. If you think they handled it really well to do them a solid and discount the invoice. But you don't know about the finances of this laundromat and they may, this toothless woman might be rich. Flush with cash. <laughs> Who am I to assume? But the woman with the dead family. The woman with the dead family, having dead family doesn't make you poor. In fact, I would argue totally. having dead family sometimes makes you rich. Right. <laughs> if I had a dead family, right. I'd be a lot richer. The place is really <laughs> not so nice. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's pretty clear all the people that work right. there are very poor. Right. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think there's any two but ways about that. they offered it very confidently. They weren't like, we're going to go under, but here's, but we'll do it. They were like, we made a mistake. This was, we made a mistake. Yes. My guess is that somebody owns this laundromat who is somewhat rich and is exploiting True. all of these people and paying them low wages. And that $2,000 will hit this richer owner of the laundromat, not the people making hourly. Now, I could be wrong. They could be very trendy and it could be like a co-op owned anarchist Bushwick laundromat. But my guess is 
the reason why these people are poor is because they're working staff jobs at the laundromat is not because they are the owners of the laundromat. I think the no teeth woman was the owner. She was? I think. Did she say it? Maybe she's the manager. You're right. Uh, I'm going to invoice them. I would invoice them. I wouldn't do it spitefully. I would do it simply as an exchange of value. And again, I think if you want to be nice, I think you could. Look, your girlfriend cannot possibly remember exactly what was in there. So when you are telling the inventory, you get to you're you're in another dilemma, which is how liberal or conservative do I want to be in tallying this inventory? Right. Because they've done the right thing, I would say tally conservatively. Make sure that two thousand dollar number errs on the low side yes. and not on the high side. And that is to me the right thing to do. But no, the right thing to do is not to just eat shit because this woman has no teeth. And the other woman, but yes. And because the other woman has an entire family who's dead and and so many dead family members who've died in gruesome ways, presumably. Yes, that's what I was picturing. <laughs> Thank you. It does help. I had, I, that does really help. In our next segment, Apologies Surrogate, we enlist our guests to help a listener get some closure. We can't get the man who wronged you to say sorry, but we can get a man to say sorry. Hi, Emma and man. I was in a long distance relationship for two and a half years after college. We met junior year and then I moved to New York for work and then he stayed in Tucson also for work. It was hard to be apart, especially with the pandemic and the time difference, but he always said he was saving up money by living in Tucson so that he could afford to move to New York in a couple years. Finally, it seemed like it was going to happen. He had saved up a decent amount and put in his notice at work. I still had a while left on my lease at the apartment I shared with another friend, so I was sending him listings for studios near where I lived. He seemed so excited for the next chapter, and I couldn't be happier. Then, the night before he was supposed to fly to New York, I asked him to send me his flight info so I knew what time to meet him at the airport, and that's when he dropped the bomb on me. He wasn't coming to New York at all, and he was actually moving to Sydney, Australia. I was in complete shock and could barely process the explanation he was giving me. But apparently he had always wanted to live there, never mentioned it once in the four years we were together, and this was his only chance to do it. He had gotten a job offer and accepted it on the spot. He gave me the most poor excuse for an apology I've ever heard in my life, considering the fact that he knew about this for a while and wasted every opportunity to tell me until the last possible second. He flew out the next day. I blocked him everywhere and we never spoke again. That was eight months ago and I've been trying to date, but I have so many trust issues with men now. Can you please help me get the apology I deserve so I can finally move on? Mm. Mm. Babe, Sydney's so sick. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, come on. Have you seen the, <laughs> the beaches are sick? I'll send I'll you pictures. Wanna, I want to go to Sydney, please. Hey. I want to go to Sydney. Everyone's boozing the whole time on the beach. Now that's fucked up. Listen, 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 listen. This is a personal one for me. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> Can you imagine? Because I'm that guy. No, uh, no, but I've, I, I did, I've, I wronged an ex. I did a very bad breakup. Me too. I've done with it. an ex. Yes, me too. And I will cop to what I've done and I will apologize for what I've done. Because it's not dissimilar. I had uh, a, a long, longer term relationship. And it was actually in person. So it was a real relationship. Unlike your fake long distance bullshit. It was, and, oh, you had a longer term. <laughs> but yeah, in longer person. term yes, yes. in person. Yes. I dated a girl for four years. And she was supposed to come live with me for the summer in New York City. And she was living in LA at the time. And I was in New York. And the day before she was supposed to fly... So it's not the quite same situation. I said, don't get on that plane. 
I want to break up. And she had planned her whole summer. She didn't have a, uh, it was pandemic time. So she did not have like an office she had to be in. Like it was not required, but that was her plan. This whole summer she was packed. And I said, don't get on the plane. And I broke up with her. And I didn't really at all give any sort of warning because I was very conflicted about everything and I was, I didn't know what I wanted to do and then the breakup started happening and I sort of leaned in, but I didn't even know that I was going to do it. But then all of a sudden I did it and I was conflicted and I was, I did not communicate until it was far too late and I left this person who I loved very much up the river without a paddle on very short notice and I fucked her over. And I'm sorry. And I imagine that's what this guy did is he's all this shit he said was bullshit, by the way, accepting it on the spot, always wanting to go to Sydney is all bullshit. I mean, sure, it's true, but it's not so true that it would overpower wanting to be with you and marry you if that were what he wanted. Having conversations about it. Yeah, that's not what he wanted. He wanted to be out of the relationship. And so that, by the way, I think that should alleviate your trust issues, because the truth is, my view is if you want to be with someone, you will be with them. If you don't want to be with them, you can come up with a bazillion excuses why not. The cold, hard truth is I didn't want to spend the rest of my life with you. I didn't want. You are not my person for whatever reason. And that sucks to hear, but I wouldn't let – I don't think there was a, 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 a plot happening the whole time behind your back where this guy was going to fuck you over. I think he was too immature to communicate that he didn't want to be in the relationship longer term. And then this opportunity came up and he decided to take it, not because he had always wanted this opportunity, but because he childishly wanted out of this relationship and didn't communicate it sooner. And this was an easy way to do it. Personally, that's my view on the situation. So should he apologize for not communicating? Yes. Should he apologize for the timeline on which he did it? Yes. Should he apologize for doing all that shit? Yes. Should he apologize for not wanting to be in a relationship with you? No. And I don't think you should see it that way either. And I also think that in the future, you don't necessarily need to have trust issues about everyone, but maybe you should put communication at the forefront of your relationship priorities and communicate that very well as you start to date someone if you're into them because I will say you want someone that's not going to do that to you, and that is, I think, a communication skill, not a you hooked up with a sociopath for two and a half years ago. I don't think this guy, from what I've heard, unless he did mm. other sinister shit, was a sociopath. I think he was a bad and immature communicator and an immature person who was a bad communicator who uh waited till the wire to make a decision that he probably wasn't even sure in the moment that he was gonna make until that job came up and that was the push he took and then all of a sudden he had to retroactively clean up all the pieces of not telling you honestly that he wasn't sure about the relationship probably for a very long time that's such a good reason to be like do not do not not trust your picker in people because don't be like I was blindsided this entire time by this person. It's a isolated communicate. I mean, I'm sure it's not totally isolated, but I've done similar. I've done something similar and it was completely what you just said. Yeah. Immaturity on my end. That was extremely hurtful and painful to someone else. And I feel so sorry about that. And also uh, uh, any one sided, I, I maintain this, any one sided breakup ever is a bl- it's going to feel like you're blindsided. Because the truth is, if you are, if you want to be in the relationship and they don't, you will look at every problem that you guys have as surmountable and they will look at every problem that you guys have as insurmountable. And that is just the cold, hard truth of breakups. So you will always 
feel blindsided because they'll be like, well, we have this and this problem. And you're like, that's not a fucking problem. And they're like, it is to me. And you're like, it isn't to me. And that's what a one-sided breakup is. So you should feel trust issues in falling in love with someone because the truth is if they break up with you and you don't want to break up with them, it's going to feel like shit 10 out of 10 times. And that's just what falling in love with people is. being a person. Yeah, that's just part of the risk you take. But I don't think this is a specific situation that lended itself to you being you know there there are trust there's there's you know he had a secret family he was stealing my credit card information like right. there are How situations did I miss all these things that sure. should cause you to have trust issues this to me is not one of them this is a an unfortunate one-sided breakup handled very poorly by the man and you should go into it in the future trying to communicate as well as you can but also knowing that communication sometimes comes up short of just the reality which is sometimes people want to break up for no reason other than they don't want to be together and that sucks and there's not a great way to communicate that because especially long distance yeah thank you for that answer thank you for the apology no and and i am sorry we're sorry earlier in the episode we covered a why do men questions now we're going to play a little game where we cover the rest of the big questions who what where when and how okay you ready i'm ready who do men most want to look cool in front of Mm, um 16-year-old guys that work at surf shops. (laughs) If I go to a surf shop and there is effectively a boy with straight bleached blonde hair wearing board shorts and an oversized T-shirt and he smells of surf wax and he's sort of unkempt but in a way that makes sense for his look, uh, I don't know what to do with myself. You want to be cool. I want to be him mm. in that moment. I want to show him that I can surf alongside him at the point break, but we both know that I can't based on my whole vibe. I want to convert to Christianity. <laughs> I don't want to be a Jew anymore. I want so many things to change. What do men tell their friends the morning after a hookup? Ooh, ah, that could be any a hookup we like or a hookup we don't like. Either one. Usually we talk about how badly we did. I'm sorry. That's usually I talk about how badly I did. <laughs> it's like, did I make her come? I mean, I think for a hookup, first hookup, I mean, the answer is going to go ahead and lean towards no just about every time. If I did, I'll, I'll say it that way. Oh, my God, I made her come as if it was like not even contemplated. Self-awareness is so key. Um, and then if it's not that, if it was bad, I'll explain why it was bad. When do men treat themselves? Uh, for me, it is nights off of stand-up. It used to be, fr- before I was a stand-up, it used to be Friday afternoons. But my classic treat myself thing, for me, is I would order a two takeout containers full of gnocchi. I would stack them into one. I would eat all of it. And then I would put on a movie and I would fall asleep from being full with no alarm. And no sauces. <laughs> uh, no, no, well, the gnocchi is in like a pink sauce. Oh, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that is a treat yourself for me is fill myself up till my body shuts off and don't have any time that I have to wake up. I love that shit. How do men make new friends? Oh, um, I, well now I I only know it through the perspective of comedy. Now I feel like comedians have things in common immediately. And then it's just like, are you giving me a vibe that I don't like? For comedy, I feel like it's very different, right? It's it like, is different than the average work environment, too, because it's like there's more implied in what we're doing with it. Maybe firefighters yeah. feel the same. It's like something very specific. 
that you really seek out. Like no one's necessarily asking you to do it. Yeah, exactly. In, my case. And, <laughs> in all of our cases, people actively want us not to do it. But um, I feel like for me, it's like a, a, a an amount of time spent together where you do like one good thing and no bad things consistently. Because for comedy, I have like a million things where I'm like, if you say this to me, I hate you. Sure. If you act this way, I hate you. If you do this, I hate you. So it's like you're just kind of walking this tightrope of things I don't hate. That, And then if all those things come true, I'm like, oh, maybe I like this person. I made a friend. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing the show. We appreciate you. And where can people find you? <laughs> Reading, we I don't know appreciate why. you I off the to, cue card. Okay. Was I pulled it up. <laughs> that, we like you. No, no, no. That Thank was you for a, doing the show. You were so funny. That was actually from me. That wasn't on the, that wasn't on the this says thank you so much for being here, Lucas. Where can people find you? And then I threw in the I wanted to say I appreciate Got you. Got it. Where um, can people find you? I am Lucas Zelnick on all platforms, but the biggest thing is my website, lucaszelnick.com, has all of my tour dates. I'm going to like 30 cities. If you think your city is too shitty, it's not. I've been to Richmond. I'm going to Providence, Rhode Island. Um, I'm going to Providence Plano, nice. Texas. I'm coming to you. And I would love if you saw me live doing stand-up, lucasonic.com for tour tickets. Beautiful. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you next week on Ask Men Anything. Please send in your questions, things you want an apology for, thoughts at ama at betches.com. Please send them in to our next guest. You can also submit them to me at mwillman on Instagram. Until the next episode when we will join forces to Ask Men Anything. Ask Men Anything is produced by Sean Kilby and Rebecca Steinberg. Editing by Jazz Zapatos, Rebecca Steinberg, and Shannon Sasson. Guest booking by Anna Zagzag. Send your emails to ama at betches.com. Betches.